Hello, and welcome to Identity and Beauty, a podcast exploring our relationships with people, objects and experiences which form our ever-changing personal identities. I'm Ruby Jones, a mother, wife and makeup artist based in Nottingham in the UK, and this is my podcast. Hello and welcome back. It's the final episode of the first series. I can't believe how quickly five weeks has gone. I just want to thank everyone who has shown this little podcast some love. I can't wait to bring some more wonderful guests and stories. This week, I'm chatting to my accountant, who also happens to be my husband. We talked a little bit about the world of internet dating, the effect relationships have on our personal identities, and parenthood. Without further ado, here's the interview. Hello, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Would you like to start by introducing yourself? Okay, so I'm Rob, Ruby's husband. I'm 30 and I'm an accountant for a job. And we actually met on the internet, didn't we? We did, Match.com. And that was seven years Seven years, yes. And internet dating is a big thing at the moment. Well, app dating. Do you think that the way that you portray yourself on internet dating is sort of a reflection of your identity and you know who you want to attract do you think that it is you know plays a part in it i think partly so but i think a a picture doesn't tell the whole story so the profile picture that someone may put is it may not actually be a true reflection of themselves mhm i agree because you're kind of putting out there what you want I think other people to be yeah you're, to. you're putting what you think is ideal to someone else yeah. and so you might so for example my profile picture yeah. was at the end of a night out with a friend yeah um i'm not really the type of person that goes on nights out that much yeah so that's not really a true reflection of me sort of showing myself in that environment but mm. i think it's does look quite desirable to somebody else to see that someone is does go out is confident and that type of thing yeah that's true to be honest because i think my picture was like in my student kitchen with surrounded by probably empty bottles of alcohol <laughs> um on a night out before going on a night out you kind of put what you think other people will will like in will yeah. like yeah. So obviously when we were doing internet dating, you had, well on Match.com anyway, you had like a profile with with text on it as well, but things like Tinder obviously is is predominantly based on... The picture. The picture. Mm. What's your opinion on that? I think, I, I, I see why they do it, because the, the immediate attraction, I guess, is the picture. I totally agree, because... Unless you are blind, the first thing that you do is is look at someone's appearance yeah. and make observations. But what on the flip side of that, I don't like that. That's the immediate judgment, if you know what I mean. You are saying yes or no just on a picture, mm-hmm. and when you've got, I think it's quite shallow to be honest. Yeah. Because I don't. You, if you had a pick, if you had ten, what you would consider people that you would want to date. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how you you may have said you may have swiped to say yes to all of those ten. Yeah. But how do you know that you don't know anything about the person? And out of those ten, you might um and are about one, and you've said yes to nine. 
but that one might have every single personality that ticks every box for you mm. and you don't know that at that point and I, I understand it does it I understand why they do it and why it works but I think it's quite I, I don't think it should be a full the, the complete judgment on whether you potentially date that one person yeah I mean, I've not actually used the app, so I'm not I've an not expert no, on not. it. But I've heard that you swipe right on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'd be interested to know if there are any people out there who have had really successful relationship based on that. I think, like I said, from an attraction point of view, if it's yeah. if if that's the if you're if you're looking at it for a a quick. A quick thing, and you're quick like, <laughs> no, no. But if you, if that, you if that's it. your goal, then it probably is the reason or the thing that you yeah. would do. You just look at the picture, you'd say that does it for me, and there we go. But I think from the way I went on to internet dating, that's not what I went to internet dating for. Yeah, I had. Whilst the picture obviously is the first thing you see, I I feel that you can't just judge that picture. And you, you have to see more to say yes or no, or to say I'd like to date that person. In my, that's how I see it anyway. Yeah. Obviously on internet dating though, you'll have like your little profile as well, and you like write something, you write a little bit and about And again, you. I think that's, that's, that is very difficult for certain people, including myself, to put things like that, because you, you want to write something that's interesting and that attracts to the other person. And you've got to sort of sell yourself. You have got to be confident in the way you talk about yourself because it's you're selling yourself really it's like a an advertisement an advertisement (laughs) yeah yeah no have you seen changes in your identity do you think when you've started new relationships like obviously we've been together seven years so like in that time I would hope that you've not started any new relationships (laughs) but (laughs) but before previous to that like when we met do you think that I think when you start a relationship you're always you're always sort of trying very hard to maintain the person you are to kind of come across in the right way do things behave well your behaviors are are judged more in that early period so I yeah. think um you you sort of you're trying that little bit harder to be the right person mm-hmm. and whether that's yourself is another thing I suppose but um I think you're well, you're obviously happy that you're in a new relationship, and you get and the the happiness can bring good and bad things at the same time in the way that you live your life. And I know that when we were when we first started seeing each other, obviously we were very we were very happy, and it was it was all that. But we we got we, very fat. Well, <laughs> that was what I was going to say. We we <laughs> saw it as an excuse to be sort of we were very very comfortable very quickly, and that and that allowed and that sort of made us not really think about the healthy lifestyle or or well, healthy eating we were very much sort of just eating whatever we wanted takeaways and I think people do do that in the yeah um, when they when they're happy it yeah. just sort of goes hand in hand because they're not trying to sell themselves anymore no exactly they? no that that the you've got the job at that point yeah. <laughs> so you're not really um you well you're comfortable um, yeah. and you, you're happy that you've sort of achieved what you wanted to at the in that preliminary stage do you think that when you are with somebody new though you kind of take bits from them especially when you're spending a lot of time with people and you start living with somebody 
do you think that you kind of look at them and adopt behaviours that, like, for instance, the way that somebody dresses? Yeah. Or, you know, to, to look like you are not to be matching not like you know like David Beckham and real- Victoria Beckham when they did like double denim completely I think you realise quite quickly that, that the decisions you make aren't just your own decision you're sort of wanting to you're still wanting to impress that other person but you're also being influenced by that what you think that other person's thinking of how you're dressing how you're looking and and whilst whilst we were um, we put on lots of weight from when we when yeah. we started um, we obviously didn't really notice that at the time, but um, but other things like the way we dress and and um, and the way we sort of handle ourselves, we still we were being influenced by the other. Well, I was being influenced by you more than you were by me. But do you think what do you think has changed since before you met me and when we sort of lived together? Do you think anything? Not not really. Although I think you just you you do. A partner, I well, I think should bring out the best of you, and I think quite quickly, you can be, you, you can be, you can be influenced by what um what to wear, for example, and you can the the, the choices that you would have made, even at the very early stages of the relationship or prior to the relationship, the choices that you make become easier because that person's sort of giving you either giving you a bit of a nudge. Or like, just help, just helping that. But do you think you would have done it yourself if I hadn't been like, let's sort out your wardrobe and bin all the rubbish? No, clothes? I wouldn't. No, hundred <laughs> percent wouldn't, because you just don't, you don't really realise that there's. You think you, you're doing enough or the right thing. So it's less of a subconscious thing and more of a conscious yeah. a- action, really. Yeah, but it's but it can be it's it's obviously can be a good thing. If um if you were telling me to change all my clothing for high visibility clothing, I might have <laughs> it, I probably would have been a bit more skeptical about it. But you, yeah. But like behaviours as well, I think. Do you think that's changed at all? No. Not really, other than just being more comfortable with one another as you as the longer you are with somebody you do you do you are more comfortable and some of the things that you may do you might not even think are kind of good and bad you just sort of do them because they're they feel more natural and they're just easier to behave in a certain way what's your view on um makeup and sort of um being in relate being in a relationship um a lot of people would say I think there are a lot of women, um, maybe not a lot, a few women who would say that they would never be around their husband without any makeup on, or they would get up very early in the morning to I'd put say, a full face of makeup on so they don't see them in their like true natural. I'd say that that's way. more. I think that's more their way, their view, rather than the husband's view or the partner's view, because I think, I think the minute you are become, the minute you start living with somebody. You can't realistically think that you're going to see them in at their perfect self all the time, mm. and and I don't think a husband or a partner thinks that that perfect self necessarily is when they've got makeup on, or when they've not got it on. I don't think I think just the fact that they're with someone, is is what they want. So I think you've got to. You, yeah, it's it's more about what they think other people are thinking of them. Yeah, I understand. Than... I understand that that they would want to feel they would want to look their best. And and not want to be sort of judged that they're not at their best, but I don't think you can. 
as as from the other side of that, I don't think you can go through go through a relationship without seeing it all. I don't, yeah. I don't, and I don't, and I think the realization is that you're not going to always see them with a face full of makeup. Exactly. And a face without makeup, quite often, is nicer because it's sort of it shows that they're comfortable like that. I think if you have to, if you have to have a face full of makeup on all day, yeah. then I don't think that really is allowing you to be comfortable and be a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it is a, it's difficult because it is a nice tool and it's very transformative and it can give people confidence where they don't have it. But I think you're right that th- you want to be especially with somebody that you are spending that much time with, like you are spending your whole lives with them, you want to be comfortable, you know, in any shape or form, you know, whether you are feeling at your worst or or feeling at your best. Do you think that when identities change, because obviously we are changing all the time, we've changed since we met, um, our priorities have changed. Um, the things that are informing our identities have changed over time. Do you think that maybe that's when difficulties arise? Is when people almost change at different speeds or go in different directions, and their their priorities are become different due to their surroundings? Do you think that could possibly be why people break up? I think that and... probably is the reason why people break up and have arguments and things like that because things do change i mean you can't you you're naive to say that things are going to be exactly as they were at the beginning as they will throughout a relationship yeah events change in life i mean it's it's there's lots of things people can just a change of job or a change of uh, a, a change of lifestyle can have impacts on uh, on the relationship i think it i think you've as long as if if support is there for between the two parties um then then that's obviously that will obviously assist it but it's the be all and end all is that you can uh, things can change and your identities can change you you may have a scenario where you don't you you go into a relationship panning out the next 10 years of your life in a certain way mm. whether that be family life or it uh, it may be moving abroad or it may be it may be anything and then all of a sudden something might change or you might be comfortable in a job you're in and want that to progress well or, or whatever. Yeah. So it, it does change and I'm sure that that can have an impact on relationships because it's it's a big, big thing. It's just, it's your life at the end of the day and, and life can change very quickly. Yeah. And I think probably it's important to identify that, you know, we we are changing all the time and it's not necessarily then somebody's fault. Say, for instance... um. I know people who, when they were younger, said that they never wanted to have children, who now have children. Mm. And they've obviously, they've changed their minds and people can do that. And mm, and, and I, think, I think when you get married, a lot of people get married. I was, I was 24 when we got married. Mm. And as yet, I've not had anything that's greatly, that we haven't had anything that we've, really disagreed on in our lives but Mm. I could have easily said to you I don't want to have children Mm. and you do Mm. and I think I could have changed a lot of things really yeah yeah yeah, definitely and I think maybe it's something that needs to be seen as not such a bad thing 
No, it shouldn't be seen as a bad thing. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're with somebody and you have a relationship with someone, really, fundamentally, you want them to be happy. And if if one day that person does have a change of path or identity, then I think it, well, first of all, should be respected, but, um, but it shouldn't be... It should be treated relatively normal because people do change and, and can have influences from elsewhere that, that affect the way they behave. So Yeah. Marriage is seen as a pretty long-term thing. Would you agree? You sort of get married and, like you say, your past and your experience with your parents and grandparents is they've been married for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is that the way that you see it? It's a, a permanent thing? Well, it's the way I've sort of only seen it, yeah. I'd say. Um, I both sets of grandparents were married all, all the li- all of my life that I that I'd known them. My mum and dad were married young, yeah, and are still married today, um, so over forty years. And I I have sort of it's come normal to me to see that it is a long term thing, yeah. Um, whilst I have seen uh, and. Um, had experience of people who ha- aren't married anymore. Um, that's not changed my view on marriage, um, but I do understand that that it yeah. can change. Does it sort of then have a a static meaning to you? What is its meaning? I think it's just a meaning of prolonged love. I guess. <laughs> um, I. The, as I said, my the experiences I've seen of of my family have been that there's long term marriage, but the same amount of love in that time, or certainly in my life. Yeah. So I I I've seen that I don't think that my parents have changed in the way they love each other in the time I've been around. But they must have changed in the way that they are and the way you know because they they married young and had children. Well, they were probably happier before I came along. <laughs> but, you know, they've obviously grown and we all grow differently and they've probably changed in identity in that time. But do you just think in that case it's it's people changing in identity but at the same speed, at the same rate and with so. the same values? I think, if you, if, I think if you are together for a very long time like that, then I think you must have evolved together. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I'm sure even I'm sure there are people even after thirty, forty, fifty years of marriage they can still they can still break up. Yeah. Um, I think probably once you've done a, a decent stretch, it's probably. I don't think though. I don't think that the amount of time matters because I well, it think well, no. But I'm saying you said like once they've done a decent stretch in time, then no, necessarily they're going to be together forever. I, th- I have to disagree. I think what I mean by that though is that they've. You're you can still change and at at any stage, but I think your comfort and of being with somebody for so long is sort of can kind of it might make it harder to walk away. That's probably what I'm maybe yeah why I see it like that. But but I think that it doesn't matter how old you are that you can have a change in identity that can ultimately mean that you don't belong with a person mm, anymore. Which I get, which is why I suppose after such a long time people do still yeah. do still break up but yeah. We got um engaged pretty early on, didn't we? Very early for yeah, what most people would say. I think uh, really? I think it took your dad by surprise when I 
<laughs> phoned him after four or five months of being with you that yeah. I wanted to marry you. But um, do you think there was? Do you think there's a reason for that? Like why we? Do you think we just knew what? Well, I I think that's the that's the answer that you would sort of say. Um, I think the when you know you know tag is yeah. a bit cheesy, but yeah, ultimate cheese <laughs> a little bit. But but I I I you were just mentioning about time not mattering in yeah. long in when the time is long. I think in that short space of time. But marriage was obviously quite important to you, whereas it wasn't as important no. to me. I wasn't, I wasn't that bothered almost about getting married. Mm. Um, whereas I think it was a pretty much a crucial it was a thing big, for you. Big thing for me, based on the way I've kind of been brought up and the traditions that that I've yeah. tried. But to do maintain. you think that is why, because of the way that you were brought up and um, the way that your parents and grandparents have been about marriage? Do you think that's why? Possibly, well, I think it. I think it was partly the the way things just seemed to fit very well yeah. straight away. That I sort of, I I must have realised that this was this was the right time for me. And whether I don't know whether my dad and grandparents thought the same thing at their stage of meeting a person, and they just they'd had previous relationships, and they got to that point and said, "Hold on a minute, I think this might be it now," and I, I think this is the time to. To... But do you think the reason that you wanted to get married is because it then becomes, in your mind, more of a permanent thing? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Because like I could say, like I wasn't, I I wanted to, to get engaged. I wanted to have a diamond, but um, <laughs> I think, I but think... I wasn't bothered about actually getting married. And I wonder whether maybe that was because when I was born, my parents weren't married. Mm, possibly. So. Um, my think... parents are separated, so I don't have, I don't see marriage as that important in a relationship if you get what i mean mm, I, yeah no I, i'd agree with that i think it's it's a per, it's personal experience i guess because i've seen marriage as a different thing to you may have done or to others may do i've not necessarily seen it as a bad thing i just no, no. maybe don't think it's um it's not necessary <laughs> well it depends it, like you say it, it totally depends on who you are and it's it meant a lot to me yeah to be ma- to be married but i knew that it meant a lot to you so you just said yes so yeah (laughs) pretty much but obviously that is part of a relationship is is identifying that the important things that other people hold and in order to have a good relationship you have to respect those yeah, things, I think. Definitely. I mean, I'm if not you'd, an expert. If you'd have, if you'd have stamped your feet and said, "I don't want to be married," full stop. Yeah. Then, whilst my traditions and mindset might have been sort of looked at, it's um, I would have obviously respected it because, yeah. and and I would have needed to have respected it if I'd wanted to prolong that relationship. So, whilst it was very very important to me, obviously I realised to others. It's not as important. Yeah. You wear a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of men don't wear one. Uh, is there... Does that have a meaning to you in the way that you are, like, displaying it to other people? What what meaning does that have to you? Well, I'd say the... Well, traditionally, which again, yeah. again, I'll use, that that's, that's what you were... That's what you did. You sort of... That was a symbol of your marriage that was yeah. just what you did 
I fully understand people who don't want to wear one if if that's if that's how they choose if that's what they choose. I don't think it really should define marriage a ring. No. Um, in my my experience, my ring means more to me than some people's will because mine was handed down to me and it yeah. was and it's it was a grandparents ring that I have so it had extra meaning to it because it was my grandparents um, were married for a long long time mm. um, my mum and dad have been married for a long long time and I'd sort of I see that passed down as sort of a reflection of that so I see a, a long I see two long successful marriages almost in that ring. So that's like a symbol of that to you. It is to me. Because you never take your ring off. I, never, no. I I take mine off, like I don't really wear mine. I wear mine when I go out, but when I'm just at home, I don't normally No, but that's, that's again, ring. it's a comfort thing, I suppose, really. I mean, I, I have mine on all the time and I don't, I don't see it as a, um, a burden or a distraction or anything yeah. like that. I mean, I probably should take it off when I do sport because some <laughs> people have said that if I get... If I get the ball hits my ring, it'll end up taking my finger off. But, <laughs> but, um, but I still don't want to take it off. I think it's just... Uh, it's, Is that um, because you want other people to see it? Or just I don't because think so. You I, think are... just, I think it makes me more comfortable. The, yeah. ring, the ring kind of... If it was off, I'd know it was off straight away. When it's on, just you're used it's to just it. part of me, I think. And um, I suppose it's similar to like having clothing on or having something like that. You kind of yeah. need to have it on most of the time yeah but you you it's just part of part part of of my makeup so to speak it's just I just I just wear it it's just it's a permanent fixture yeah yeah I actually have a tattoo on my ring finger of a diamond and obviously that's not going to go anywhere I think that just reminds me when you do take it off that there should be one there always and you're you're just diamond crazy but (laughs) we have a little boy Albert who is three and I would say that being a parent has changed who I am and my priorities and the way that I conduct myself has changed the relationships that I have for meeting other parents has it changed has it changed you it it has well do you think I think it I think it has to a degree I mean it's it changes the way that you look at life I suppose really Mm. um you've got to whilst you've when you've got the, a partner a wife or whatever you've got that um caring or you should have that caring feel for that person i think it's a different sort of caring when it's a child it's obviously you 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 would look after a child differently to you'd look after an adult so yeah um, so it's a different mindset in that in that light really um an extra person to to care for as well so when you come home from work you're not just thinking about that one person you've got two people or even more if you have more children yeah. and um i think you 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 just have more responsibility as you say and um i think it's um you've the relationship that you previously had has been 100 percent just those two people when another person comes into that that original percentage of time that you spent with one person diminishes Mm. and it's important that that's still recognized and not just completely ignored because that's that's very important for the from the relationship side of things that there's no neglect and there's no sort of um bad feeling because your time is spent really with the priorities it should have i think also that it it's something you need to think about in the way that you conduct yourself in your behaviors when you have a child Mm. because 
we are ultimately the first people that they are going to identify with and base their behaviours on and the way that they are mm. and the identities that they form, not necessarily at a really young age, but, you know, when they're entering their well, like, you, teenage years. It's not necessarily how your children watch you behave and see you behave. It's sort of, it's, you've got to conduct, you've got to imagine that they are sort of taking everything that you do in as an influence for what they could do in the future. Do you think that your pet, do you, looking back, do you think there are any behaviours or the way that your parents acted, the things that they did, the hobbies that they had that have influenced the way that you are? I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd say, I mean, I, my parents might disagree, but I think I, I'd say that I'm a very similar parent to my parents were with me. Yeah. And I think that's because I, I grew up with a, a fairly sort of typical family upbringing with I had an older brother and 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 um my parents were it was just a very traditional sort of setup yeah um and I've I've always had that sort of taken on that tradition through to through to me in the way that I behave but you're quite old school aren't a bit you? yeah yeah it's for my <laughs> sins really but I think it's I think it's still it still has it still has enough of an influence on me that I think that's that that in my opinion is how I want to perceive myself as being that uh, being that person and being um, the way I am. But no, the similarities are definitely are definitely there between what I saw as my parents uh, and and how I act as a parent. Um, they they will probably judge it hopefully in the same in the same way. So I think being a parent is quite a challenging thing as well because whether you have had your own child adopted a child whether you're fostering a child you are having that little bit of impact on them and if it is your own child you've given birth to them you are they have a little bit of your personality and we have to as adults as parents name your child and I think that's quite an important part of your identity your name mm. and we are giving that to that child that person it's quite an important well, the name starts the identity doesn't it really so you you name that person and from then on that's how they're always known as unless they change it obviously but yeah uh, but but the name starts that process the personality that you have or the um, behaviors you want to pass on is what's creating that identity from the beginning. Until they're in a situation where they socialise, you know, and an age where develop, they socialise. Yeah, and they develop their own identities further. So. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because actually Albert, our son, he goes to a gymnastics class on a Saturday morning and the first time we took him, he you put him in a full forest kit. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I think it was my mum. My mum put him in his little shorts, didn't she? Mm -hmm. And then you'd put him in the T-shirt. And now, whenever he goes, that's the only thing he wants to wear mm. because it's almost like he associates... We did that. We put him in those clothes for this event. So that's what he should be doing mm. at each time. I think it's quite interesting that he is already at the age of three sort of linked those behaviours together. Yeah, and Andy's obviously had experience of seeing i don't know sport on tv or something where they where they wear certain things for certain sports yeah. so i think he he's almost he's 
he's identified that that those particular clothes yeah are what he wears to that event yeah. i think being a parent as well the it brings a whole new meaning and um new negotiations to, to for us to deal with we have to purchase things as parents you know there are certain things car seats prams whatever and i think all these are objects as well that you know i spent ages choosing a pram because i wanted to not only for it to function properly but well, i wanted to look good thing, yeah yeah and it just it's another aspect that we that we think about that that didn't exist hundreds of years ago I don't think it was a was a massive thing, but um, the way that we dress our children is a is a big thing at the moment, um, you know, and how it's very the the market for children's clothing is very segregated, um, and maybe necessarily it doesn't need to be like that, or it shouldn't be. Well, like I think that. it's changing a bit because there's there's lots of places that are doing unisex clothing, isn't there? Yeah, and um, and I think that's quite nice to see because saying that saying that a boy should wear blue or associating a boy with blue and a girl with pink. Yeah. Is, that's not really this this day and age, is it? So that's no. um, that's another another thing that's sort of developing in today's society is that those traditions aren't as um, strict as they once were, I think. Yeah, it's not it's not set. We need to give children the opportunity to find their own identity and change it and not be pushed or you know be overly influenced by our beliefs and the Mm. way that we see things we need to let them see the world for themselves Mm. even for christmas albert got lots of dressing up clothes and there's no judgment or there's no sort of his mindset isn't oh i can't put on a fairy outfit yeah, he can be anything that he I wants can be, to be. Yeah, I can be a fairy, a princess, and then a police man. I shouldn't even say policeman because it's a police... Police a, officer. Yeah, uh, he's got police uniform, and I've just said it, he's, he dresses a policeman. Which, yeah. <laughs> but even that even that is um, just something that's changing in, in today because it's his ident- he, he doesn't know yet or doesn't see that wearing certain clothing is perceived by different people in different ways he almost like doesn't even see gender yet i mean he says to me because i say to him good boy he'll say to me good boy mummy because he doesn't even see that yet and like you say he can go from one minute being dressed as a fairy and saying he's a fairy princess and then he's a pirate it doesn't he can put on those outfits and be something else and it's really nice to see Mm. so i'm going to ask you a couple of final questions what are three things informing your identity right now well we've mentioned probably two of the things but being a husband yeah firstly um being a parent and probably at this stage of my life just being being healthy yeah and um having that having that healthy healthier mindset than i'm than i've ever had before what do you think triggered that what do you think started that off because we have before like when we 
got married, we both lost a lot of weight and we were pretty healthy, but I would say that's very different to the way that you are now and the way that you see health and food and exercise. Mm, I think nutrition is is probably something that I've gone a bit more to town with. Um I've got I've got a a minor condition which has altered the way I look at my diet. Um and before I've always just thought oh you can just reduce the amount you eat and and lose weight or whatever but now it's it's certainly been more about what I eat yeah. than it has about how much I eat almost um because I have um health is something as well that you can't you can't buy mm. and you need to adapt yourself and adapt adapt the way you are and the way that you're living if you have been faced with different conditions things if you have any allergies that is going to change the way that you are and the way that you see your diet and yourself and the way that you're living and it's part of i think partly the health the health thing is sort of made me have to change my identity to a degree because i couldn't live my life today as i did 10 years ago with the things that i ate and drank and things like that so i think it, that's changed the way i do things do you think also you value it more maybe because you are a parent and you yeah, have to uh, yeah definitely and you 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 don't want to ever you don't want to ever, you don't want health to get the better of you really when you yeah. when you're a parent because you want to you don't you want to see every day for as long as possible yeah um and you almost do and you treasure you do treasure everything eat that little bit more and also kind of we want to put good habits in place mm. so that Albert sees that. Mm. I mean, we've we've like yo-yo dieted for as long as I can remember. And I think now we're both in a very good place where we have quite a good routine. Albert is the pickiest eater in the world, so I'm not quite sure how we will <laughs> get him to stick with this sort of thing. But I think it's important for us to, as parents show him what to be doing and doing it correctly mm, it's nice that he see he, he sees when when i uh, when i come home from playing football or at the gym or something and he he knows that what i'm he knows just by what i'm wearing that i've been and played football or been to the gym um and one day he'll well obviously he's already doing gymnastics every week yeah. uh, once a week but he already knows that he already sees that as 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 something that's obviously part of people's lives if you were to look back um at yourself say 10 15 years ago what do you think that rob then would have thought of rob now i think particularly from a being a husband and a parent that's where i wanted to be yeah um the health as i said the health side of things i probably didn't really care about them yeah and i probably and i just sort of thought well that can that'll just take its toll anyway um but i i think i've probably developed into what i thought i would in terms of having a child being married um those sorts of things but obviously there's been swings swings along the way it's not just been and it's like behavioural things as well, the way that you necessarily saw yourself as a father or as a husband. I know that when, if I was to look back and my my thing was that I wanted to be married and have a child by the time I was 24, which I've done. But the whole being married and being a parent is 
totally different from what I thought it would. And the way that I've handled situations, I've handled them, to, handled them totally differently um, to how I thought I would. But I think that's good because it shows how I have grown and changed. And, you know, I would have said to you I wanted to be a stay-at-home mum, but that's just not who I am mm. right now. I mean, I've always been a very introvert person. So I think probably the, the main difference I've probably seen in 10 years is I could have just, I could have maintained that such an introvert mind where I didn't even meet you or have a child because yeah. I was too, in, too introvert. But I think my um my confidence changed quite a lot i moved i moved i moved to a completely new area when i was 17 yeah and i think that changed me a lot um, because i i moved to a um i moved from a sort of i was st- stayed in a rural sort of community but um going to a whole new place is is very daunting but if you don't embrace it and don't sort of i had i had to be be sociable had to make friends very quickly otherwise yeah. it would have been quite it would have been very difficult at that sort of age of life it is it is can be difficult you do need people around you and my my thing was getting i got a job quite quickly after moving and that job was something that i would have never ever been able to do it was a, it was a customer facing shop job yeah and that developed me to get personal skills to get all the thi- all the things that I've then I've then gone on to develop into into current life um but had I probably maybe if I'd not done that house move I might I might have stayed the way sort of that how yeah, I'd how I'd sort of live my life up to then yeah yeah and I still am I still am introvert yeah um but definitely confidence and something is something I've been instilled by well by you but by other yeah. people in my life so this podcast is called identity and beauty uh, we've talked a little bit about identity and relationships and being a parent and how that's affected it but what does the word beauty mean to you i think it's about being comfortable in comfortable in yourself and as we were mentioning at the beginning about wearing makeup and not wearing makeup that shouldn't matter that's like just you should always you should be judged as being beautiful or having beauty no matter what you're doing um and you should that the being com- being comfortable and happy is um is massive i think for for beauty but 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 also looking after yourself and when i've said about health and things like that help having a healthy lifestyle I mean, men don't really talk about beauty as much, but yeah. but I definitely look after myself a lot more today than I've done ever in my life. I feel a lot better today than I did. I have done. I, I think that's so important, though, that you need to look after yourself, and that does play a big part on how you feel about yourself and spending more time. It's this whole self care thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've gone from just the bare minimum of sort of looking at not I know at, you just used to shower and get up in the morning now you do a whole cleansing routine that <laughs> changed you <laughs> but, but I've now got so used I mean this is we're only talking quite recently here but I mean it's I've never done anything like that before and that was never something that I did because I just 
partly couldn't be bothered, obviously, but yeah. but I've seen how it makes me a better version of myself. Yeah. And you're using my taglines now. I know, I know. That was a bit cheesy, <laughs> but but silly li- little things like um, like using products or or grooming as the, yeah. the, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the um, term is, but. I think that has helped, and that that forms part of it too. But um, it probably gives you a little bit more confidence. Well, I think well. that's that's probably the next word I would use for describing beauty is believing in yourself. And and if you're comfortable, happy, and believe in yourself, then then probably the 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 three things that I would say of that form part of that word. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me today. You're today. welcome. Thank you so much for listening. I want to take this opportunity to thank all of the incredible guests that I've had the pleasure of talking to in this first series. I hope it's given you an insight and even just a fresh perspective on the world of personal identities. I'm going to take a couple of months off, but I promise to be back with some real and inspiring guests in the coming months. As always, if you've loved this episode or all of them for that matter, I'd love to hear your feedback. You can find me at rubyjbeauty.com. Speak to you again soon.